Hi, I'm Corinne Grant, and this is Fighting for Fair, the podcast that brings you true stories about social justice. Across this series, you're going to meet 12 real Australians with incredible stories about fighting for their right to a fair go. Some of them you'll know, some of them you'll have never heard of. They all have one thing in common, a fierce courage and spirit that knows no bounds. Their stories might break your heart. They might distress you, anger you or shock you. But all of them will amaze you. And ultimately, we hope they will empower you to get out there with them and fight to make the world a better place. To get out there and fight for fair. I'm Corinne Grant. I'm a graduate lawyer and I'm passionate about social justice and those who stand up for what's right. So, let's begin with a love story. Meet Kath Pope. Kath is bubbly, warm and full of energy and enthusiasm. A few years ago, she met a woman and fell head over heels in love, and so began their big adventure to get married. The first time I saw Chris, she was giving a speech to a very large and easily distracted audience. I was standing at the back of the auditorium, and I thought, who is that? I'd never seen her before. She was very serious. She was very earnest. And she was really kind of small. And when she spoke, she used her hands wildly to make her point. I stood at the back of that auditorium and I had my Darcy moment. And it changed everything. We fell in love. No, we fell crazy in love. And I learned what the things were that made me want to love another person. Chris was kind. She's a deep thinker and she's a prankster. There was no problem that couldn't be solved with interpretive dance. And when I was losing my grip, she would quietly say, hey, take mine. Over the years, we talked about marriage. Based on my debutante days, I was a fan. I loved the ritual. I loved the idea of ceremony, the idea of being able to commit to somebody in front of all of our friends and family. I loved all that. Chris, on the other hand, wasn't so sure. She was happy that we were partners and she was happy and healthy in our relationship. She didn't always see the need to take it to the next step. But relationships are built on compromise and we talk about it and discuss it and then we'd leave it for a while and sometimes we'd bring it up again. And then in our ninth year, Chris and I attended a big gay picnic as part of Melbourne's Midsummer Festival. It was a really hot day and thousands of people descended onto the gardens for the picnic. There were families, there were teenagers, there were young people, there were kids, there were dogs. It was an incredible day. It was such a celebration and it felt so happy. And above all else, it just felt so normal. And I think in our own ways, we were quite moved by what we saw. On the way home from the picnic, we decided to grab dinner and when you've had a few drinks, obviously you always make a wise decision and our choice of dining venue ended up being Hungry Jack's in Swanson Street and Latrobe. 
So here we were at, in Hungry Jack's and we we're a little bit tipsy, eating our burgers, kind of sunburnt, surrounded by everybody else on a Sunday night, young kids, skateboarders, drunk kids. And we got to talk about marriage again. And we were talking about the day that we'd had and just how normal it all seemed and how wonderful it was. And from that conversation, Chris turned around and said, well, maybe we should get married. And the thing you need to know is that Chris has not said that before. So you have to understand that I'm sitting there in Hungry Jack's holding a cheeseburger thinking, oh, my God, she's asked me to marry her. I can't tell you what that moment was like. And I certainly didn't expect to experience it in a fast food restaurant. And I said to her, does this mean, yes, does this mean we're getting married? And she said, I, I think this means we're getting married. So we hugged, we finished our burgers, we finished our Diet Cokes, and we walked a few blocks home talking about how exciting it was to get married and, and what this means and what we're going to do. You have to understand that, that gay people, lesbians like me, we play a long game. I didn't allow myself to even think that marriage was a possibility for me. I never allowed myself as a little kid to think that that could be something that, that I could pursue. So we were walking home and it just felt like all those feelings got uncorked and I could finally feel the excitement and the joy of knowing that I was going to formalise spending the rest of my life with the person I loved. So we did what most couples do when they decide to get married. We sat on our secret for a few weeks and just enjoyed the intimacy of making plans and giggling and basking in a glow of happiness. And then it became time to share that news with our family and friends. My parents and Chris's were delighted and thrilled for us. And our friends were absolutely stoked. I think they were more excited at the idea of a big party, a big wedding, <laughs> than the formality of marriage. And over the next few months, we discussed what kind of wedding we were going to have. Sometimes we were thinking of having a formal wedding. Then we switched to a James Bond-themed wedding. Then we had the idea of a Hobbit-themed wedding because a dear friend of us had staged a failed production of The Hobbit and had all the costumes in storage. So all these ideas started to emerge and be discussed and we were having fun with it. But something switched in our minds. And the more we began to prepare and, and, and make plans for a big wedding the more we sort of moved away from a wedding celebration and started to focus on the importance of getting legally married. We came to the conclusion that for us, getting married meant getting legally married. And that meant leaving our home. That meant leaving Australia. So we told the news to our friends and of course they were disappointed, but they understood. My dad had always wanted to walk his daughter down the aisle, but he was brave and respected our decision, and my mum had to park planning the event of a lifetime. And so we were off. We decided to get married in Argentina. Now, at this point, knowing that we're Australian and it's legal to get married in New Zealand, you might wonder why we chose Argentina. In retrospect, that's a very good question and perhaps one we should have asked ourselves at the time. We didn't speak a word of Spanish. We didn't know anyone in Argentina 
And we weren't even sure we knew anyone who'd even been to Argentina. And Argentina was so far away from where we were. But you know what? It just felt right. The things you need to know about Argentina is that it's an economically broken country. It's politically broken. It's socially challenging. Things are very bureaucratic and very old-fashioned. There aren't computers and things aren't easy. Everything's a ledger and practically a quill. And some of the bureaucracy that we experienced even included having syphilis tests because in Argentina, if anyone's going to get married, they have to have a test for syphilis first. And at this point of the story, I should tell you, I'm pleased to announce that Chris and I didn't have syphilis. Although the doctor that tested us and gave us our results was so happy that we were able to get married in his country. And that's the thing about Argentina. They have so little, but they wanted to give us so much. Everybody we met couldn't believe that we'd come so far to get legally married. And they were so honoured that their country could do this for us. And they were so sad that our own country wouldn't. And so they were determined to give us the best marriage they possibly could. We were in a taxi going to City Hall in one of the many journeys we had and we met a taxi driver and we told him our story and he turned around to us and said it would be my great honour to attend your wedding. Our lawyer, who we thought we'd only see once, but as I said, it's a pretty hard thing to get married in Argentina, so we subsequently saw at least another 20 times, said it would be my honour to be your witnesses and my husband and I would love to come to your wedding and be your witnesses. Of course, while we were organising our wedding, we did have an occasion to drink a fair bit of good wine in Argentina and we met a young wine tour guide at one place where we were having a glass of wine and of course we told her our story and she said, I would be so honoured, I would love to come to your wedding and can I bring my boyfriend too? We had such an amazing collection of people come to our wedding and so the day came and we had organised all our paperwork and we had bought our rings and we were wearing our dresses, we had our hair done and we were ready, and we went to City Hall, and we got married. And when I faced Chris, and looked into her eyes, and said my vows, and she said her vows, and I said I do, it was the longest, most amazing, most incredible moment of my life. Well, three years on and we're still happily married and we're back in Australia. And last weekend, we went to a wedding of dear friends of ours and it was a big celebration and it was lots of fun. And we were sitting in the marquee for the ceremony like everybody else and the celebrant in their very serious voice said loudly that marriage is between a man and a woman to the exclusion of all others. And I took my wife's hand and I squeezed it tightly. It's hard to believe that Australia still hasn't legalised same-sex marriage. 
the LGBTIQ community have already had to endure too many years of vilification when all they're seeking is equality. As Australians, we can do better than this. If there's anything to learn from Kath's story, it's that love is a beautiful, powerful thing and we should be treating it equally. In a fair and just society, we all have the right to be equal. Fighting for Fair is a partnership between Mamma Mia and Morris Blackburn, Australia's leading social justice law firm. They believe that fairness is a universal right, and to live in a fair and just society, we need to fight for the rights of others as much as our own. Next time on Fighting for Fair, it's a tale of Australian sporting folklore. Cathy Freeman, Olympic legend who carried the torch at the Sydney Olympics but who also carried something else inside. My reaction to it all was shock at first. I couldn't quite believe what I was hearing. <laughs> it was, what? And then it sort of, my feeling turned to real sort of sadness and then it just turned into this anger and it's, which in turn turned into fury. That's next week on Fighting for Fair. You can share these stories of social justice and help spread the word for marriage equality in a couple of ways. Tell a friend about this podcast or share it with someone you think would like it via the sharing links on your podcast app. Subscribe to the show. This small act of support means we know we are getting the message out there. Rate it in iTunes. By leaving a rating and a review, it means more people can see this podcast pop up in the podcast charts. All of these things really do help us to get these incredible stories out there. Never forget the power of a story to create the change you want to see. I'm Corinne Grant. This show was produced by Beth Gibson. Executive producer of podcasts at Mamma Mia is Monique Bowley. Head of entertainment is Holly Wainwright. <laughs>